0: Acts chapter 27. Are you ready for the Lord today? Praise God. Again, it's good to have everybody today. Thankful for you again that have come to be with us. Amen. Acts 27, we're going to begin with the first verse. We're going to read. The first 12 verses there, we're going to be in another chapter today, amen, if you're able to stand, please stand for the reading of this word today, if you don't have it physically in your hand, it will be on the screen, amen, praise God, praise God, we appreciate you today, thankful for everybody, want you to know that we love everybody, amen, we love you guys, and uh, truly mean that, and appreciate you uh, all that are here today, again, welcome our visitors, amen, if you're here today for the first time. Acts 27 verse 1, everybody have it, say a good amen. Amen. And when it was determined that we should sail into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners unto the one named Julius, a centurion of Augustus's band, and entering into a ship at Ramitium, We launched, meaning to sail by the coasts of Asia, one Aristarchus and Macedonian of Thessalonica being with us. And the next day we touched at Sidon and Julius courteously entreated Paul, gave him liberty to go into his friends to refresh himself. And when we had launched from thence, we sailed under Cyprus because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed over the sea of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra, a city of Lycia. And there the centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing into Italy and he put us therein. And when we had sailed slowly many days, and scarce were come over against Tinnitus, the wind not suffering us, we sailed under Crete against Salamone. And hardly passing it, came unto a place which is called the Fair Havens, nigh whereunto was the city of Lacia. And when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said of them, sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the landing and lading and ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also, if by any means that they might attain Phoenix and there to winter, which in is a haven of Crete and lies toward the southwest and northwest. Hallelujah. We're going to blast the shofar. We want you to give the Lord some praise for his word today. Come on and bless him today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Right, let's be a blessing to him Hallelujah. 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 Make it known. Praise God. Praise God. Praise
1: God. If the
0: Lord will allow me, I want to minister. Amen. As you are seated today on the thought, the setup for the storm. The setup for the storm. Look at your neighbor and say, the setup for the storm. Amen. Amen. This is when Paul. Was on his way to Rome. Amen. Paul and his companions uh, are leaving Caesarea and they are moving on their way to Rome. Understand here that Paul is being held prisoner, and a Roman soldier whose name was Julius has been given charge over Paul. Amen. Uh, We know that Julius gave favor to Paul when they began. He stopped and allowed Paul to visit with his friends, amen, to become refreshed, which was not common for a prisoner, amen, but uh, again... Uh, This was uh, the mindset here with uh, the Apostle Paul. Now, they were on board the ship, and the Bible says that they landed in Sidon, which was there, amen, in that place. And then when they left Sidon after Amen. The Apostle Paul was refreshed and he was able to greet his friends. They went on to Myra. And the Bible says that at Myra they boarded a different ship there. There was a ship of Alexandria that was going to Italy. And so they boarded this ship here. I want you to stay with me this morning as I just give you a a little bit of a, a foundation of what was taking place here. Amen. And so the Bible says that they began, Brother Shane, to encounter some winds uh, that were hindering their trip. Amen. So these winds were coming against them and causing their uh, causing the ship, amen, to not be as easy to maintain, not be as easy to, uh, uh, to set sail. And so they were being hindered by these winds. Amen. And the Bible tells us, though, that Here's what you have to understand, that there were men on board that ship who were able to tackle the ship. They were there, amen, for the purpose of tackling the ship. These were experienced helmsmen. These were experienced, amen, helmsmen who had a great experience with the sails, amen. lifting the sails, pulling a man the sails down, setting the sails partially, setting the sails fully. They had a great experience at, tackling the ship they were able and they were on this ship amen so it wasn't as if uh, there wasn't anybody who was on board the ship that did not know uh, what they were doing amen Uh, and so we understand amen that uh, tackling the ship and setting the sails and uh, maintaining the sails was done by the wind it was the velocity of the wind that they would use to be able to maintain the sails and So this would let them know how to tackle the ship, how that whether they would pull down, amen, partially the sail, or they would fully raise it up, or they would bring it all the way down. So you've got to understand. And my point being is that when the wind began to be against them, amen, this began to cause a little bit of disruption because now even these experienced helmsmen were struggling in their knowledge and their experience based on the velocity of the wind, amen. So the wind blew hard and the Bible tells us that the sails had to be taken down. Amen. And so as the sails were uh, now taken down because the wind was blowing hard, the Bible says that the Apostle Paul was picking up on something. Amen. The Apostle Paul was picking up that there would be danger. Amen. And that there would even be lives lost. Paul said, I perceive that there is There is danger ahead of us. And not only will we lose the ship, but we will lose lives if we continue on. Amen. Are you with me so far this morning? I've cut a lot of details, but amen. I'm trying to give you what matters to the message today. Amen. So Paul, amen. We know that he was perceiving this. Paul was picking up on this. And we know that it was the Holy Spirit that was allowing Paul to, to see this or to be able to to perceive what was ahead of them. but The Bible says that Julius, who again, remember, was the Roman soldier, the Roman guard that had been made responsible for Paul, Julius did not believe Paul and so he continued on their journey. Amen. Uh, the Bible says that the master told them, uh, I, "I don't think it's anything to worry about." Uh, uh, so we're going to continue on this journey. Can I tell you today that people will consult psychics, they will consult tarot cards, uh, they will consult mediums, Amen. They'll consult the horoscope, uh, Hallelujah, to try to get uh, a man a little glimpse of the future, uh, Amen. But they call us crazy. When we say that God lets us know, amen, that the Holy Spirit of God will let you know and speak to you. Can I tell you that this was not any kind of psychic reading, this was not any kind of witchcraft, but this was the the power of the Holy Spirit that was showing Paul that there is danger ahead of us. Can I tell you, never discount when the Lord gives you a warning or when the Lord lets you Know that something ahead is going to be troubling. Can I get uh, a uh, man in this place today? Hallelujah. So you might think I'm crazy Hallelujah, but the Lord will speak to you Amen, And let you know when things are going to be messed up And can I tell you right now and right here Unequivocally, hallelujah That you don't have to be a prophet To know that there is a storm that is coming in this earth Come on somebody You do not have to be a prophet Even the second. Your world is saying amen that something is on the horizon come on can I can, can, can I hear somebody hallelujah and the thing about it is it's the same concept as Julius the Paul's, amen, there are many, many, now not every one of them are true prophetic voices, but there, amen, are many prophetic voices that are speaking, amen, that something is impending, that there is something that is coming. Now let me say this and get this clear right here. Jesus is coming back, amen, the second return of the Messiah is, is, is going to happen. It's not going going to happen until uh, after the tribulation is accomplished. Uh, Amen. But Jesus will come back for the second time. Uh, But according to the word, uh, hallelujah, that before uh, he comes back the second time, uh, there will be a snatching away, there will be a catching away uh, of a specific group of people. These people that will come up missing or these people that will be taken away will be taken out of this world by the same Messiah who's coming back at the end of the age. He'll literally come back to the earth. This group of people that are going to be taken out of here are going to be a peculiar people. They are going to be a people that are set apart. Not a specific number, but the Bible, Amen, often refers to a people like that as a remnant. Now, what sets those people apart is that every one of them will be washed by the blood of Jesus. Every one of them will be a member under the covenant of the blood of Jesus of the Church of the Living God. And the Bible gives them a specific title. He references them and calls this particular group of people his bride. And his bridegroom, their bridegroom is the Messiah. The same Jesus that's coming back at the end of the age. And so before Jesus comes for the second time back to earth, there's going to be a away, and I wonder if there's anybody under the roof of Judah Tabernacle today who has the confidence in your salvation, and yeah. uh, to say, I'm one of those people, I'm part of that group, I'm proud of somebody, hallelujah, and so there's a lot of things that are coming, and not everybody that's here right now is going to experience all of them, but i say as September, amen, as we embark upon September, because in my brain, September equals fall. I know it don't officially begin till yeah, 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 I get that, amen, praise the Lord, That amen, in case you didn't know it, we're already in the month of September on God's calendar, we're in the month of Yolul, hallelujah, so uh, uh, but, but, but I believe and I have felt that, amen, that there's going to be something significant that's going to uh, uh, take place in the fall, amen, and I don't Think that it's going to be anything that we're gonna shout about. Can I get somebody to help me? I believe that there are some things, amen, that are in the making that I believe is going to affect amen. Everyone here. Uh, hallelujah. But I do believe, and let me say it again amen. That in the midst of whatever might be taking place. In the midst of whatever is happening that our God is going to present himself as protector yes. provider come on. or on somebody's shield he is going yes. to take care of his people and his glory is going to be revealed and I believe that as a result of it we very well could see a resurgence of repentance A revival that will burn. I'm not prophesying. I'm telling you what I feel in my belly. There's a lot of people in the in, within the kingdom and the church culture that say, It's a gentle wind. There was a south wind. And they supposed, remember now... They were being opposed by a strong wind, not not a not a terrible destructive wind, but a hard enough wind to be like, okay, fellas, how are we going to handle this? Do we need to lower the sails? Do we need to raise them up? Do we need to take, you know, how do we tackle the ship in order to, uh, amen, to get through this wind? Uh, We can't really do a whole lot, amen, the velocity, amen, of the wind. So I understand that this is what they encountered, and Paul said, "I perceive that we're headed for danger." And that we're going to not only lose the ship, but we can lose lives. Uh, Julia said, nah, I don't think it's happening. So now, here they are. They are moving out on the word of Julius, not the word of Paul, amen, and they encounter this mild south wind that is a a breeze, That is a good wind, it is a positive thing, and so now they suppose they did the right thing. See, I told you everything was going to be all right. I could hear Julius telling, amen, the uh, hell. See, I told you everything was going to be all right. We've got a south wind now. Everything's calmed down. We're going to get there. It's all going to be all right. So everything, sometimes negative things, begin positive. Can I, can I get an amen? And verse 13 says that they now begin, because of this supposed sign that all was well, and this south wind, they begin to sail to Crete, amen, praise the Lord, close to the shore verse 13. I didn't read it to you, but you can read the rest of it. Amen. That's verse 13. But verse 14 says this, but not long after, look at your neighbor and say, it won't take long. It wasn't very long after that they encountered the south wind and decided which direction they should go based on that south wind. Come on, are you with me? Hallelujah. So they sailed to Crete along the shore based on the the idea that the south wind is telling us that we're going to be all right. So we're going to go this direction. Based on the wind, are you with me? I told you they set sail, they tackled the ship, amen. Based on the velocity, based on the wind. Uh, hallelujah. So this was assigned to them, and so they were going in the direction, Amen. that they thought the wind was going to be, but it was not very long. But before long, the Bible says that they encountered a Euroclidon. Amen. They encountered a Euroclidon. Now understand. It's not like today. They had no radar. There was no meteorologist. Amen. All there was was Paul's Holy Spirit radar that picked it up. Paul's Holy Spirit radar said something's coming. Something's coming. See, much like what's happening today. Amen. We can't put a finger on it, brother Will, but we feel like something's coming. Yeah. Something's happening. Oh, come on, somebody. Don't stop it away. Don't look at it as if, Amen, because you don't know. Hallelujah. So there wasn't a radar are no meteorologists uh, there like we have today how many How many got woke up this past week uh, amen by the, the, the thunderstorm that came uh, hallelujah on Wednesday night in the middle of the night on Thursday morning it woke us up about Three o'clock or so, man, the thunder and the lightning. The thunder cracked so loudly, man, and the lightning. Praise God. And guess what? I watched the weather. That's something I got an app, and I just do. I, I'm a weather person. My mom was like that. And I guess she just made me that way. Amen. But I watched the weather. There was no indication on the forecast that there were any storms coming. And they later said that they had no indication. They never saw it on the radar. That it took them by surprise. Can I get somebody to help me in this place? That's how it is in the spirit. When, oh, come on, somebody! They didn't have a mind, any radar, or any fancy equipment to tell them weeks out that there is a storm brewing coming up the Pacific or coming down the Atlantic. They didn't all of that, hallelujah, but what they did have, amen, was their idea that everything was good that way, but then before long, the Euroclidon, amen, they encountered that wind, come on somebody, do you hear me, now, here's the thing, they were not prepared, and this is what you have to understand that is important right now, It's that we must be prepared, You must not only be prepared, but you must stay prepared. So that if September 15th comes, amen, which just happens to be the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, the head of the new year. So September 15th comes because there are some people saying, amen, that that this is going to be the the season, that, amen, the rapture is going to take place. And so uh, if that's the case, it would be, amen, at the Feast of Trumpets according to, uh, amen, the patterns and the things that we see with the Feast of the Lord. Amen, praise God so there's some people saying that hallelujah amen I can't say that and I don't I wouldn't say that my thinking my, my I've had several people ask me my thinking is the Bible says no man knows the day or the hour come on somebody do you understand me and I'll just leave you with that hallelujah but if September 16th comes and you wake up you're like whoosh. shoot Thank you, Jesus. That doesn't mean that you can relax and that you can, amen, uh, uh, begin go back to your comfort zone. Uh, you got to stay ready. you got to be prepared because just when you think... And everything's going smooth, bam! October the fourth. I'm just throwing out later dates. I'm not. I'm not dating. I'm not prophesying. Don't you dare go out. You hear me? On there, nothing, nothing, nothing. Hallelujah. So, so, so. October fourth comes and then boom, something hits the world, or something hits Ohio. There's even some that are prophesying specifically about Ohio. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, so come October before something happens and you've been relaxed, you haven't, you've let up on your relationship with the Lord, and you have thought everything's gonna be all right, then all of a sudden, boom. Can I tell you, praise God, you cannot let yourself get in that condition. The Bible says that in the last days the enemy would seek to wear out the saints. I, I will tell you I feel worn out in my spirit in 2023. i don't lie to you. I ain't going to act like a hey, man but it ain't so. But I feel worn out. Hallelujah. But I ain't giving up. I ain't turning back. I'm not relenting. Hallelujah. Because the joy of the Lord is my son. He that waits upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. They shall rise upon the wings of an eagle. So I don't know what's coming, but I do know that the eagle is made to rise above the storm. I need somebody to give the Lord a salve. They weren't prepared. What is a applied on? There's still such a thing today. It is a northeast wind that blows in central and western Mediterranean area. It is a northeastern wind that blows in the central and western Mediterranean area. It is what we might consider a cyclone. Now a cyclone is a, a, a windstorm. In the East Pacific, a cyclone a, a cyclone is called a hurricane. And in the West Pacific, a cyclone is called a typhoon. So they're both cyclones. Just matters where they're at as to what they're called. So just because we're more familiar with hurricanes than we are typhoons, I would say that the Euroclidon would be comparable to probably a Category 5 hurricane. And they had no warning. They had nothing. Now a Category 5 hurricane, the winds, amen, begin at about 157 mile an hour. From Category 1 to 5, I don't know them all, but I do know that, of course, Category 1, amen, it's it's heavy wind. I believe it starts at about 90 mile an hour, something like that. Amen. And goes up to a little over 100 and it, it can cause damage to siding and to the roofs and, uh, amen, those kind of things, and then it keeps moving and as if the category increases, uh, amen, the wind velocity increases and the amount of damage, Category 5 is completely devastating. It will wipe out, amen, uh, cities and towns and level houses and all of those kind of things. So this year Clydon was coming much like a man, a category five hurricane. So get a picture of that. They adjusted him that nice, gentle, southerly breeze that they thought was taking them, Amen, the direction they needed to go. So they went that direction, Amen, only to encounter, a man to begin to encounter Hurricane Gale winds, are you with me? That's beginning to blow up on of the water. Now those experienced seamen, those experienced mariners, those experienced helmsmen who were on board, they now found things so difficult that they could not begin to, and no longer manage the ship They were not able to manage the ship. Can I get anybody to, amen, relate to that? To things become so difficult that you feel like you can't even manage the ship. Uh, Oh, come on, somebody. Uh, Hallelujah. Uh, Listen to me. Uh, No matter how long you've been serving no matter how long you've been praying no matter how much you know no matter how much amen anointing is on your life no matter what you're called to do no matter what experience you have in the kingdom sometimes it'll get to the place where the ship just feels like it's too difficult to manage that's where I've been this year in 2023 amen praise God I cannot wait to get out of this summer because this has not been a favorable summer come on it has nothing to do with the way are you with me? Hallelujah. Amen. So they weren't able to manage it. So they had to run the sails down the mast and they had no other guidance. Are you with me? They had no other guidance now. The sails had to be brought down. If they did not bring them down, they would be beaten against the rocks and they would be destroyed. Amen. So the Bible says in verse 15 it goes on to say that they were unable to face the wind. So they did not have the choice But to give way to the wind And now they had to allow The wind to drive How I many's ever been there? Hallelujah, when you thought that you had Everything under control You thought you knew how it was going What God was doing Had your hand a man on the wheel Then all of a sudden You had to let go And now it's the storm That's taking you where you're going I, need somebody Uh, on this side, just to be one, uh, who knows what I'm talking about, Uh, hallelujah, Uh, it became so difficult that now you're not able, and you have to face it, there's no getting off the ship, is there anybody on this side, there's no getting off the ship, Uh, you gotta keep on uh, getting up, uh, going to work, uh, taking care of your family, uh, coming to church, uh, fulfilling your role. Responsibility and all the while it feels like that you're losing your place in life. And I need somebody to help me, hallelujah! Praise God. And the Bible says that they did gain control of the lifeboat and they pulled the lifeboat up and they fastened it to the side of the ship. You know, that's like when you come on a Sunday morning and you get just a little glimpse of hope and you think, Yeah, I've got <laughs> and you're you, you to fasten the lifeboat to the side of the ship, and you're like, "We, well, yeah, things gonna be alright." And then two days later, the wind increases to where it doesn't matter that you got the lifeboat. The lifeboat, if the ship ain't going to make it, neither is the lifeboat. Come on, somebody, are you with me? Been there. So now the wind was doing the driving. It was the storm that was in control. But they gave control of the lifeboat and they fastened to the ship. But the Bible says in verse 18 that they were exceedingly storm tossed. I read that and, 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 and saw that. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. Come oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I get a business? They were extremely storm tossed, so now real fear began to set in. Because they begin to throw non-essential things overboard. Oh well, we don't need this. We can do without this. Lord have mercy, we're going to die. We need them. We're going to die. Come on, somebody. They begin to try to lighten the load. Oh hallelujah! But definitely not to preach that. Come on, because that's what we do. We, we, so we, start, we start taking we start taking into it we start analyzing and fear begins to set in we begin to take control of it ourselves we begin to think that even though the storm is doing the driving we're going to somehow be able to influence where we go by what we do are you with me? here's what you gotta understand They chartered their course by the sun and the stars. The sun by the day and the stars at night. They chartered their course. The Bible says that the sky was so dark and it stayed dark that they were not even able to charter their course. They had no sun and no stars. Amen. So they weren't even able to... Charter their course like okay the, the wind is taking over this way but uh, if we go it, it, but based on based on the wind and the velocity and based on the stars and and, and we we go this way oh they didn't have any of that uh, hallelujah so they had to totally depend on the storm come on somebody can can you help me when you pray hallelujah and nothing changes when you read the word you quote it you write it down you stick it on your bathroom wall. You put it on your office cubicle. You write it on post-it notes and you hang it on your rear view mirror and you speak it out loud every time but nothing is changing. Can I get somebody to help me in this way? You show up hallelujah at the house of worship. You worship like you're supposed to, like you feel like you should. You raise your hands when you're supposed to. You say amen when you're supposed to. You amen. Come on somebody, do you hear me? But then nothing changes. You have nothing to charter your course. Can I get a witness in this house if there's only one other one besides me? That's all we need. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is where uh, they were. The skies were so dark that they could not even chart their course. And the Bible says that they remained this way for two weeks. Oh, wow. yeah. Out on this sea with these Euroclidon winds. And I will tell you that for the past several days that's what has been spoken into my spirit. That's what took me to this message. I have heard Euroclidon in my spirit for several days. I don't know what that means other than it's a storm. Yeah, big storm. And I'm not in a storm per se right now. So that means kind of that there's probably one on the way. Oh yeah. So God is setting us up for the storm. Yeah. Oh, come on, somebody. He does not want you, as his child, to get caught off guard. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So now, after all this time, they threw the non-essentials overboard. Now they begin to throw the tackle overboard. The very thing that was, uh, amen, the, the things that they used to manage the ship, all of the tools and all the instruments and everything, amen, it would be for us, it would be like throwing the Bible in the trash can. It would be like saying, there's no use to praise God. I don't have time for that. Come on. It would be like us saying, you know what, this ain't work. Working. are you with me everything that they knew that, that would uh, possibly be able to manage the ship they had to throw it overboard why because their hope for survival was lost they now Hope that they're going to survive. They've made up their mind that this is it. I'm looking for somebody in this house today that even though it feels like it's over, even though it feels like you're never going to feel the complete, full joy of the Lord, even if you remotely experienced it before, if it feels like, hallelujah, that all hope is lost, and I'm not talking about with God and who He is, I'm talking about in your life and the things and the the, the promises and the prayers and all of your endurance. If you feel like that all hope is lost, I want to encourage you today. Hallelujah. Amen. That even though a storm is on the way when you got a word from God. oh Come on somebody, do you hear me? I said, when you got a word hallelujah, you can hold on to that. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. You, it will keep you. It will strengthen you, and it will take you where God wants you to go, despite the circumstances. So now we're at verse twenty-one. The Apostle Paul, Paul had been fasting, and he stood up and he reminded them of the warning. He said. I tried to tell you that this was coming. I tried to tell you this was going to happen. You could have escaped these losses. You would have had to throw nothing over them. He said you could have escaped the losses that you've experienced right now. I'm, I'm sure one of those one of those Mariners probably was like see, I'd have been on Julius not Paul I'd have been like your fault. You said it was all right. You told us not to listen to him. You said that it was all right. You told us this was the way to go based on the wind. But then things changed. Are you with me? Amen. Because he said, he said, uh, amen. I remind you this morning but verse 22, right in the next verse. Uh, as a man, uh, man begin to uh, give account, he said, but take heart. Now I going to be encouraged. Come on. I want you to be encouraged today. Look at your neighbor and say, take heart. Rise up. You've got a lion inside of you who has not lost his roar. And he stood behind Paul. He said, Paul, don't you be afraid. That tells me Paul was starting to get a little concerned. He probably thought, I should have I I been an escaped prisoner. I should have listened to what the Lord said and let these morons go on now. I'm stuck here. And man, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, just pumped one Why did you do that? I call myself a warrior all the time. I talk to myself all of the time. Don't be afraid. It's me, not anybody else. He said, "Paul, don't be afraid." He said, "You have to stand." Before Caesar. Do you understand what he's saying? You haven't made it there yet. And you have to stand. That means you've got to get to Rome. You've got to get to Italy, and you have to stand before Caesar. There's no way out of it. So guess what? You're not going, this is not going to be the end. You somehow, I know it. He's got a word from God. And he stood up and he said, Men, take heart. Because I've heard from the Lord. We're going to lose this ship, But we're going to live. We're going to get to where we're going. God's going to do this. God's going to take care of us. Despite the calamity. God's going to take care of his people. No matter how strong the storm. Come on, are you listening? So now, Paul, you got to stand before Caesar. Come on, listen, listen. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And I, I'm not going to, I don't elaborate on the things, all the things that the devil whispers in my ear. Hallelujah. Praise God there. 99.999999999% of all of it is a lie. Come on, sometimes he speaks the truth. Hallelujah. Is that all if you think you're not giving up? Yeah, you're right. I'm not giving up. Hallelujah. Come on whisper to me praise God but you know what I've got some promises In the past, come on somebody, do you hear me? You never know why God will take you in the middle of the storm, and who he'll put with you and around you to reveal his glory, so that somebody in the kingdom, oh come on, hallelujah, are you with me? Praise God, so at about midnight, hallelujah, you know, kind of like what Paul and Silas did, they could have resorted to going to sleep, and that it was going to be over, but about midnight, like you know what, my heart and body were bloody and beaten. measured it, and it went 120 feet deep. So they went a little further, and they did another Saturday. Dropped the plumb line, and now it measured 90 feet. So a difference of 30 feet, so they knew they were getting close to rock. Come on, are you with me? Yeah. See, now here, here, here's what you got to understand. They knew they were getting close, so they needed to make a decision. See, 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 we, 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 we kind of get the notion that we are just, just we're just allowed to sit and wait, and God's just gonna show up in a boom, bam, loud clap and say, Okay, this is what you need to do. <laughs> oh, well, I'm gonna praise you. But I need you to tell me what to do. Come on, somebody do you. Man. They began to take measurements. See, see, oh, hallelujah. They knew they were getting close to rock, to shore. And they dropped four anchors because they were headed for rocks. So once they got in the rocks, the anchors wouldn't serve their purpose. Come on, somebody. See, they didn't have an engine to keep the ship from capsizing or to stabilize the ship. They didn't have a motor like they do now. See, I'm going to sound real pastorish right here now, but see, we want to wait on somebody to, 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 we just want to sit there and wait, and then we want the Lord to send somebody to say, yeah, I say unto you, my child. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is. Mm -hmm. We're used to having an engine to stabilize. Now, God says, you got to do some things. When you know you're heading, come on. Take it out, measure it. Come on. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something the tenders of those anchors had to be strong. These guys, for their devotion, was already scheduled, had been scheduled out. But on the Sunday that we all, our family wasn't here, Matt forgot about it. Mm -hmm. So the person scheduled got bumped up to last week. Haley was supposed to have been last week. But she got bumped up to this week. I thought as she was talking about faith mm. and trust. See, that's your tether yeah. to the anchor. Come on. Faith is what is It's tethered to the anchor. And if you don't have faith, I don't it's impossible to please God. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now, stay with now. I'm, I'm trying to get ahead of myself. That's why the enemy wants you to stop praying, stop reading, stop showing up. I said on Thursday night, just show up. If you show up, he can't win. You may not feel like being here. You may not do dinner squat while you're here. But show up, and at least he can't win. Come on, somebody do your hair, man. At least sit in your car, drive in the parking lot, come in the door, and sit in your little spot. You don't win try to throw me off. <laughs> so, I see. I do. That's the way. Uh, honest to God, I told you you could get right up in front of Leanne and jump up and down and do jumping jacks, and there's a good chance she would not notice
1: she were there. <laughs> so I learned after 25 years not to even say, did you see
0: something so today Nine times out of ten, no. (laughs) Did you see that so-and-so was every day? No. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, if you get the place where you don't even ask, I just say, hey, you know what, so-and-so's every day. (laughs) (laughs) Once in a while, she will either say, yeah, hey, told me, already told me, or yeah, I saw it. Once (laughs) in a while. But that tether they had to tether those anchors now, I love verse 29 it says then fearing lest they should have fallen upon the rocks they cast four anchors out of the cern and listen the complete Hebrew complete Jewish Bible says the King James says they wished for the day the complete Jewish Bible says they prayed for daylight so much anticipation now, all of a sudden, they're at least confident enough to drop anchor and pray for daylight so they can have a visual. Weeping endured it for the night. but joy comes in the morning. Somebody in the house is praying for daylight. I've come to tell you it's coming. Hallelujah, it's coming. I can't tell you when it's going to come, but it's coming. Keep on praying for daylight. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Amen. Now those four anchors I'm trying to finish. Those four anchors that they put out to stabilize the front and the back. So they had they had an anchor on the the right front and the left front and the left rear and the right rear. Four anchors to stabilize the front and to stabilize the back. Now these were these were big iron anchors. These were not little piddly things. These were these were big iron anchors like you see in pictures, amen, that would take hold of the sea bed. And so they, they, they dropped anchors. They, when, when they realized, you know what, we need to just wait right here. It's a safe place. And can I tell you, I don't know where you are in the storm. I don't know what condition your ship is in today. But I can tell you, based on this word, that if you'll drop an anchor, you're in a safe place. Amen. 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 you hear me today? So I want to look at those four anchors. Is that all right to not? These four anchors. That first anchor is God's word. But Chris, is immovable. It's immutable. It cannot be changed. It's unchangeable. It's fixed. What is something that's unchangeable? It's a structure. It's a fixed structure and properties whose values can't be changed. A computer is a computer is a computer is a computer. It may compute different things and may have the ability to do things that another computer does, but you'll never change the fact that a computer is a computer is a computer is a computer. That's what the Word of God is. It's a fixed thing. And its values do not change. No matter what you put in it, oh come on, no matter how much it costs you, no matter how relevant it is, no matter how outdated it is, it's still the Word. Come on, somebody, do you hear me? No matter what kind of problem or no matter what you need it to do, its value does not change. It's unchangeable. It's immutable. Come on, somebody, do you hear me? So what I want to ask you today, have you been given a Word? See, Paul's was given to him right in the midst of the sword. Nobody else but Paul heard it. Don't expect anybody else to get the word that God has given you. Nobody else, everybody else was still on board the ship, but nobody heard the angel but Paul. Come on, somebody. He had been given a word. Paul had a word, see. That word was that the prisoners would be spared because of Paul. Because of Paul, the prisoners would be spared. See a lot of people, I've, I've gotten a lot of questions about this whole rapture thing. And that's okay. I've gotten a lot of a lot of a lot of questions. A lot of, a lot of people, you know, want to want to know the thoughts and all of that. I don't know those answers, but I can tell you this. The tribulation can't begin right now. The anthrop- antichrist can't be revealed right now because we're still on board the ship. Yeah. We're still here. Are you with me? I don't know at what point, but we're still here. Are you with me? Hallelujah. And so here's the thing. When you get in a storm and your ship is being battered, I'm talking about the word that is unchangeable. The word that was good for Abraham is still good for us in 2023. The word that brought David, hallelujah, out is still good for us. Today, the word that brought Jonah out of the belly of a whale is still good for us today. Are you with me? The word that took Aman, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael through the fire and they didn't get burnt, they didn't even smell like they'd been in the fire, is the same word that's going to get us through any impending storm. You need the word. Amen. Come on, that's what keeps you. There's an answer to everything. In the word. Everything that you will experience in this word. Amen. I remember when I came to that realization. I was going through something that was so relevant to, to, to the times that we, that time that we were living in then at that point. And I came across it in the word, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they dealt with that then. That's when I knew that there was an answer for everything that I ever go through. There's an answer for it in the Word. So drop anchor. Drop anchor right where you are. Stabilize the left front. Hallelujah. Because you're about to. Amen. Get to. Amen. All the way over to the other side. Are you understanding me today? I'm talking about the four anchors. Amen. See, the word cannot be overruled. Amen. But it overrules all instability and chaos. Ain't the devil out of hell? Somebody yesterday, amen, made the statement that Jesus is a (laughs) hoax. You can say it, write it, speak it, speak. Scream it all you want to. But the Word of God says He is the everlasting, the ancient of days. The one who was and is and is to come. He was there the again. He was the Word, and the Word was with God. He is Emmanuel. Caesar, Caesar, can I put that in heavenly terms? You will survive. Look at your neighbor and say, you will survive. You will survive. 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 Just go ahead and drop anchor because you will survive. Hallelujah. Do not settle that it's going to stay this way. Come on. I hear that for somebody. You've even settled. You're not giving up, but it's going to stay this way. Do not settle that it's going to stay this way. Hallelujah. Because you're going to get through this. Somebody help me. Hallelujah. When things go awry, Amen. You don't have time to listen to a full message. Can I get it, Amen? Somebody said, "Oh, that's a good word. You need to listen to that message." But when you're right in the midst of a gale, when a hurricane, five wind, and the ship is falling apart. Say Jesus. Sometimes that's all you have time to do is speak a word. Speak Jesus. And the anchor. The wind comes. Speak Jesus. The ship tries to move, but that anchor tightens. And you don't go anywhere. Come on, somebody, do you hear me? I'm talking about dropping that anchor. Amen. Setting you up for the storm. The anchor catches the second anchor. God's mercy. Here's what mercy—the many definitions of mercy—is extending help even to the lowliest and undeserving. The willingness to grant favors. Mercy is a blessing. That's an act of divine favor or compassion. Mercy is a forbearance of punishment even though justice demands it. Mercy is compassionate treatment for those in distress. I want to talk to you for a minute. I was so transparent with you last week. There's there's no way of other way to be than to be real. Right, come oh, on, amen. Come on, are you with me? Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes we face something really big. And I'm just gonna say it like that because big just puts it on right. We face something really big, and we often wonder if is my faith really strong enough. Am I the only one? No, I'm not. Come on. We're facing something really big. And, 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 and if we're real, we're honest, we we'll say, It's my family that's strong enough for Can I really believe? It be. Usually it but As- it's not But you trust God anyway. Come on come on. come on. come on. Usually it's not. On, just a yeah. Usually it's not what you trust God yeah. Anyhow But you know that without faith It's impossible to please God So then you got that battle Well I gotta have faith But I don't feel like my faith is strong enough To see this big thing happen And then when it don't happen We preached on a, a, a couple of weeks ago that's the it means. We preached we preached about the difference, the chasm between disappointment and expectation, that, that disappointment between what we expect and then the real-time circumstances and it don't happen. But you know it's impossible to please God without faith. Am I talking to anybody else besides Jeff? Yeah, and and you just keep. Come on. Come on. Sometimes on the inside, you're like, man. Yes. But in 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 this, and I'll share a little bit of my life with you, last week, concerning the lost part. So, so I'm seeing, I, 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 I've, I've come across the realization of faith versus mercy. That I think sometimes we expect too much of our faith. Mm-hmm. Just be a little bit, there's some of you like heresy trying to help you. We accept too much of our faith and forget about God's mercy. Forget about it. that mercy means He's compassionate. Is compassionate treatment when you're in distress. Are you with me? Remember in Mark chapter 10 when blind Bartimaeus He said say great is your faith great is your faith and he healed him come on somebody a man, blind Bartimaeus said I can't do anything about this I trust in who you are but I need your mercy to show up and give me the answer that I'm looking for. Come on, somebody, do you hear me? Hallelujah. I want you to I want you to stay with me. Praise God. He said, Great is your faith. See, his faith in Jesus made him whole, but he petitioned his mercy. That favor, that blessing, that compassionate treatment. In other words, God, I don't desire to stay this way. And he said, great is your faith. We preached about, mentioned this this on Thursday night, Matthew chapter 15. Remember the Canaanite woman who came to Jesus and the disciples and her daughter was possessed? Huh? Hallelujah. What did she say to Jesus? She said, have mercy on my daughter for she is grievously vexed. With a devil. Hallelujah. What did Jesus say to her? He said, your faith has made her whole. Great is your faith. She appealed to his mercy. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm trying to help you. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm trying to get you to understand that maybe the next time you're facing something big. Instead of, amen, putting it about you and how much faith you have in him. Lay it on the mercy of the one. Oh, come on, somebody who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above that which you were able to ask. So when you're in that place and you drop the anchor of the word, drop the anchor of mercy and say, God, I can't change this, but have mercy on this situation. I, I need an answer. I need a breakthrough. I need a healing. Come on, somebody. Do you understand? Jesus said, great is your faith. Remember Matthew 2 chapters later, Matthew 17, the man came to Jesus whose son was a lunatic. He had a deaf and dumb spirit. And he said, my son is a lunatic. I watch him throw himself in the fire and writhe and roll and froth at the mouth and growl in the fire and I can't do anything about it but that's my son and you know what he said to Jesus he didn't say I believe you can touch it he said have mercy on me and Jesus said your faith has made your son word, God's mercy, God's presence. Moses said I won't go unless your presence goes with us. I refuse to go unless your presence goes with us. Who was Moses? Moses, Moses. Hallelujah. Moses was a powerful man. Moses was raised in Egypt. He was raised in Pharaoh's household. Amen. Moses was smart. He had trained in the schools and universities of Pharaoh. He was an intelligent man. He was a smart man. But you know what? He knew that God's presence was all that mattered. He knew that God's presence transcends the natural. He knew that if God's presence went with him, that no matter what happened. Everything was going to be alright. Oh, somebody help me. I'm talking about God's word, God's mercy, and God's presence. Just let me know you're with me. Let's look at Isaiah 43. I'm about finished. We've got one anchor. Talking about the setup of the storm. Isaiah 43 verses 1 through 2. Do you have that quote it verbatim, but it says, though I go through the fire, you will be with me. Mm-hmm. Though I go through the waters, mm-hmm. they will not overtake Amen. me. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your presence is all that matters. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. When the enemy tells you he's not there. He's left you. That anchor of God's presence will tighten and it'll cinch and you'll feel him there with you. That fourth and final anchor is God's sovereignty. So you got God's word, God's mercy, God's presence, and God's sovereignty. means he's in absolute control sovereignty means there's freedom from outside control or influence no matter what anybody or anything else does nothing will change that he is in control Nothing and no one has control over God. He is the final word. Not he has the final word. He is the final word. Undisputed. Amen. He is in control. He's completely self-ruling. He's superior. I looked up some synonyms of sovereign, and one of them was superior. He's supreme. He's superior. The Bible says there's none above him, yeah. and there's none besides yes. him. He is completely self-ruling. So he knows the end from the beginning. Right. Paul, you have to meet and send before season. So chill out, dude. This will be all right. You're going to survive. You're going to lose the ship, but you're not going to lose your life. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to get there. So he knows him end from beginning. He means he's already been there and back to where you are. So he knows the way out. So he's already been where you're going. And come back to where you're at right now. So he knows the way to get you to where you're going. He's completely in control. He knows the end from the beginning. Can I tell you that everything that comes our way is God filtered? Everything that comes our way is filtered through God. That'll keep you. That'll keep you anchor. That when the enemy tells you, well, you've done this and you've done that. Ah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell your senses and you feel that anchor, you're like, I ain't going nowhere. He's going not keep you right here because i got God's word. I've got his mercy. I've got his presence. And I've got his sovereignty. He's in control. It's not about me. There ain't nothing I can do to change this as much as I'd like to. Hallelujah. God's got everything under control. I want to come to, to the music. See, permission is granted from the Father. Amen. Here's my, what, what I want to leave with you my final thought in this setup for the sermon. See, the, the Euroclidon blows in central and western Mediterranean area. So it, it only comes from one place. So God permits the storm, the wind. And the Euroclidon usually not only does it come there in that one place in central and western Mediterranean area but it's usually in the fall and winter so it's only for a specific season I thought it was kind of interesting that it, it comes in the fall and winter and we're about to go in the fall and we feel like something's coming I'm telling you I, I, for several days I've heard that in my spirit so it's for a specific season so it comes from a only one place and for a specific season are you you getting So God, in His sovereignty, is granting permission. And it's for a specific season. But you will get through. See, the storm was sovereign. But they got to the other side. And it's the same for you today. I don't know who all that I'm talking to. But the setup for the storm is God's sovereign The Bible says, you know the, the end of the story, if you don't, go ahead and read it got a lot of details. But the Bible says that the, the ship was broken up into pieces and they all they all made it over to the other side. I believe if, if my memory serves me the there was 176 or 276 men on that ship. ain't talking about 10 or 15 then. But every one of them found a piece of the ship to float over to the shore. That's how they got over there. God will take what the enemy meant for evil. So you may, you may throw over what you think is not necessary, but God will use something that got you to where you are to get you to where you're at. There's a there's a piece of the ship but enough for all of them to get over. I don't know. Maybe some of them shared a piece. I don't know. It don't matter to me. I really don't care. As you came across this place. Because what matters is God's word came to pass. Not one of them lost their life. And they made it over to the other side. The ship was destroyed like God said. But no one lost their life. Have you got a word today? Drop anchor right where you are. God's Word, His mercy, His presence, and His sovereignty. That'll hold you. That'll keep you Amen. until you get to the other side. Amen. It Won't change the storm, but it'll change the outcome. Yep. Absolutely. So if you're here today as they begin to worship, you need to leave, we understand. Just just do so quietly. But if you're here today, you're lost and you don't know Jesus. I've preached to you what God has given to me. I don't know what your on is. I don't know what the on that's coming in this next season that can very possibly touch every, every one of us. what I do know is that right where you are now if you draw a an anchor his word will hold you his mercy will sustain you his presence will go with you and his sovereignty will keep you you will see his word and I will say every time strong enough to see it come to pass, but I'm going to start calling on the mercy of God. Oh, come on. I'm going to, start, I'm going to stop depending so much on what I think I trust and believe, and I'm going to make the to call on the mercy of God. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. That's changed. That's given me revelation. That's changed through this battle that I just went through. Amen. Hallelujah. Not just me, but I'm talking about for you personally, how I've dealt with it and the things. I'm going to drop the anchor of mercy, and I'm going to say, Thou Son of David, have mercy on me. I can't do this. I can't see it. I can't do it. My faith ain't there, but have mercy on me. Have compassion. Favor. If you're here today and you're lost you don't know Jesus, you're backslider. You once knew Him, but you stepped out of His favor. Please come. Please come quickly. Please come.